gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back. This is CortezHeat, CortezHeat.com, and welcome back to today's podcast episode. This is Tuesday morning, Brian and Roland. When this podcast episode comes out, it'll be here Tuesday morning at 8 a.m., so... Only a few hours apart from recording time to when it's on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Rumble, YouTube, and all of these different places, right? It, we're back. We're back from our podcast episode. Yesterday felt very, very like rushed, meaning it just the day went by very fast. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it went by very, very fast. I don't know if what has a good thing or not, but. We're here, we're ready to rock and roll, and let's just get into today's, um, today's podcast episode, and disclaimer real quick guys, if you're listening to today's podcast episode, if you hear wind behind me, uh, Monday, from the entire day of Monday, and now just heading into uh, the late parts of Monday, and just like, I guess even like Tuesday is projected to have some wind. Overall, it's been windy, so if you hear wind, that's pretty much bouncing or just bashing right off my window. There's nothing I can do here. I'm having the mic pulling away from that direction because I'm on the opposite end of the uh, studio room, right? So, yeah, if you guys hear um, any wind, I'll try to minimize that to make sure you guys can, but if you can, my apologies. And now... Real quick, because I want to pull this up. I forgot to tell you guys the poll yesterday on the podcast, right? But I asked, I asked uh, the question, "Hey Philly, do you want Ben Simmons back?" I'm gonna, I'm gonna declare, I'm gonna talk about the poll, what everybody was uh, saying, and what people are voting on. But my four options to answer were yes, no, heck no, it'll make, it'll make my day. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But as always. I want to start out with announcements, and I want to start out with social media, as we always do, as I thought this was going to be pretty important to talk about when not, because we made some really huge announcements that I think will be really, really cool for you guys to check out on the social media end, because so I guess they both correlate for this message today I'm going to give out for social media, just giving you guys all the links and whatnot. That you can find down in the show notes below the podcast episode. And that's going to be accessed anywhere that you're listening on. From SoundCloud, Audible, to Spotify, to Rumble, to YouTube, to Dailymotion, everywhere. But to start out with the easy stuff, social media, you can find us on Instagram.com slash CourtsideHeatNBA, Twitter.com slash CourtsideHeat, Facebook.com slash CourtsideHeat, and of course, Tumblr.com slash Heat. Those are our four main podcast, uh, our four main social media outlets. That's where we post two to three times, even four to five times a day. 
because on social media, mainly uh, Twitter, you saw me posting about uh, Ben Simmons, of course, the poll, um, and all the different breaking news. Jahil uh, uh, Okafor, I'm sorry if I botched your first name, but Okafor, he was released by the Atlanta Hawks, so I broke news on that. But yeah, that's where how much we post by. I told you guys Monday we post from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. A little bit two-hour gap. We don't break that system. It's worked out. That's where we get most of our engagement. And that's where you guys have been accustomed to because we've done that since day one of creating these social media accounts and really just growing from there. And I guess our announcements would also just stem off of what we were just talking about from social media. If you go to our Twitter page, or Instagram page, you will now see new logos and new headers. Our Twitter header is now um, something really cool, something very edgy, something very, like, I don't know like what the right word is, sleek, modern. Our logo is really cool. The logo is going to be the same for all social media. We're still making changes to Instagram, I'm sorry, to Facebook, to YouTube, so all those different um, outlets, Tumblr, we're still getting there, but Instagram uh, and Twitter, those are the one that's rocking and rolling. Really cool, check it out. We'll have a, I guess, should I do it? No, never mind. You guys will just have to see for yourself. Again, that's twitter.com slash courtsahe, instagram.com slash courtsahe, NBA. As right now, it looks really cool. That could be subject to change, but I doubt that. I actually believe this is going to be here for for a huge part. We've been figuring out the logo on the site, right? Everything's coming together, the scoreboard. So yeah, we're just really happy to be here. We're creating a consistent schedule Monday through Friday for the podcast, 8 a.m. So we're always going to be there. You guys have been going, uh, we've just been getting tons and tons of people listening to this podcast across YouTube, Rumble, and all of the, our uh, podcasting, um, podcasting services that we are we are at currently, like iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, different things like that. And yeah, that's the social media announcement side of things. Remember, you guys can always text me up or email me or direct message me, private message me on social media. Um, the Courtsy text line is 602-791-2108. Again, it'll be in the show notes below. But the whole idea of this text line is to give me your thoughts, your opinions, and things that I may have missed during all the topics I talk about, whether that's going to be a regular breaking news, the Ben Simmons drama, the vaccine drama featuring all these different players, most notably right now, uh, Kyrie Irving. And all these different topics, when we jump back to our series, um, the wrap-up that we have of our games and whatnot. So yeah, just text us. We love to have a conversation with you guys. We love to keep the discussion going beyond social media. And hey, if we like your ideas so much, we like your topic, if you guys present a really good topic, we will put it on the show. And we will give you credit for that, as we always want new ideas that will appeal to the audience even more. So, getting away from the social media end, the announcement end, I'm going to actually do the top plays from the game yesterday. 
because last night, um, we saw many games come out, and that was one like the Heat Horn, the Heat against Hornets. That was actually a very, very good game. I'm not gonna lie, I did not see it, but I did watch the replays. As the Heat in the preseason are four and zero now, four and zero, and then the Hornets are one and two. That's actually really good. It came down to the wire. And real quick, I'm going to let you guys, instead of seeing the top plays, top moments, instead of having a portal, here's the last 34, 35 seconds of the game right here, right now. It goes down right to the final seconds, the final point seconds, right? As we see uh, Javante Smart hit the clutch layup and then having that foul shot that will pretty much seal the deal. Then, of course, with seven seconds remaining, they get the great block. Then, of course, they get another tip pass, which pretty much ends the game there, ending in 104-103. to Heats take, on, take over the Hornets as they pick up another victory. And now, without further ado, listen to that for a minute, and then we'll break down the game when you come back. And tie it, where it takes the lead with a three. This is Garrett. 26 seconds left. Smart for three in the lead. Yurtseven on the offensive board. He missed it. The tip missed by Stewart. Loose ball. Look at the look at them battle here in the preseason. 13 seconds left in the game. Smart for the tie. Javante Smart took a shot. And got the foul, has a chance to put the Heat ahead. The Miami Heat are giving off this year in the preseason. Now, Smart for the lead. 13 points in a row for Miami. They're ahead, 104 to 103. Last call for Charlotte, a wonder. Oh, the shot was blocked by JT Thor. Miami holds on and wins the game. Charlotte looking, lobbing. That is it. The Heat have done it. Those highlights are really, really good. I can't stop watching them. I can't stop listening to them because it was just so cool seeing that. Even in the preseason, are we getting really good quality basketball games? Because these guys are fighting for their job. They're just competing to have fun. And it's really cool to see because they take this like the regular season. They still want to have a job in the regular season. They want to have starting minutes. And what uh, Javante Smart did was amazing. Uh, he was, I don't know if he was drafted or not, but I don't know if he was drafted. Except I'm looking at his NBA draft and it just says 2021. I'm going to say that he went undrafted. Yeah, he went undrafted. I'm looking right now. So he went undrafted, right? But even though that he only played five minutes, he still scored six points and two rebounds. And three uh, of those six points were the game-winning points. Because as they probably mentioned during the clip, I can't remember, in the final three to four minutes of that game, the Miami Heat went on a 13-0 run. And to finish that up, to finish the scoring rampage, uh, rampage up, it was Devontae Smart. So really cool. Um, Bam on Bio posted 18 and 5. Duncan Robinson posted 12, 3 and 2. Kyle Lowry 15 and 5. And Market 
Markeith Morris, 11 points. Not too bad coming out of these guys. Um, Jim, uh, Jimmy Bower did not play tonight. They were resting him. No need to play all of your starters right. These guys played starter minutes, but they're also being cautious. Now on the Hornets side, you had Jalen McDaniels, who's been with the team since 2019. He's been getting a lot of action. Last year, posted 7 points, 3 rebounds, and 1 assist per game. Tonight, he had 7 rebounds at 6 points in 32 minutes. Then you saw Miles Bridges put up 22, 10, and 6. Getting the, um, getting the double-double done in the points and rebounds category. Then, of course, we see P.J. Washington with 9-5. But the biggest one that always stands out is Lamelo Ball at 19-9-8. He is going to be one of the top rising stars from his draft class and moving forward. Then we also see the rookie, James Booknight. He went 14-1-1 in 25 minutes. So scoring was on point for him. And yeah, real quick, JT4, um, real um, I want to bring him up, even though he played five minutes, only had a rebound, it goes beyond the stats sometimes, so I want to give his props to him, because he deserves a round of applause. He got the game-winning block from, I can't remember the player's name, but as he was driving in, JT4 was right there to swat out of bounds. And then there was just 0.4 seconds remaining, and that didn't go anywhere. So JT4, congrats on your epic block. The six foot ten monster out of the 2021 NBA draft is now making some great, great plays in in the NBA preseason. Even though he only played two minutes, I'm sorry, five minutes, he still had a great. He had one rebound, but he had a really good block in the final few seconds of that game. So to me, even though he didn't get to play a lot of minutes, he still made an impact on that team. And I just love those close games. Whether it's preseason or not, I'm going to take it more seriously in the regular season, obviously. But preseason is just so cool sometimes to watch, to listen to on the car, on the radio, right? On the ESPN app. Because I have uh, ESPN, I have uh, my, uh, my login, my TV provider's login. So I'm able to listen to the games, watch the games I can. Of course, I have YouTube TV, right? So I'm able to listen to those games, watch those games. And it's real cool seeing some of those guys just performing out. They don't care if it's preseason or not. It can be the preseason all the time, and they're still going to ball out. They're still going to pour their heart to it. So we saw that from several guys. Everyone's treating it like a regular season game. From all the intensity, from all the physicality, all the mental sides, right? So really, really cool news. Before we get into the Ben Simmons drama, before we get into our Ben Simmons poll, let's get down with some of the other breaking news as we shift into the breaking news category now. Because this is this is like up and down news, positive and negative. But we're going to start with the negative, and that's actually going to be affecting the Lakers. I posted this on CourtsAheat.com, the article about Talhorn Tucker of the, of the Los Angeles Lakers, as he's going to be out for some time due to them having surgery for torn ligaments in his right thumb. So that's going to be something to watch out for, as while they have a lot of depth, 
the almost 21-year-old who signed a free-year $32 million contract this past offseason, not too long ago, is now going to be out for some time as he's going to be having rehab on his torn ligaments. He's going to have that surgery. He's just going to make sure he's tired right for this season as he's looking to make impact on the court as he should because he got the, excuse me, he got the payday. Now it's time for him to cash in and just go to town when he can. Because if you think about it, it's also worth noting for the Lakers, Trevor Reza is going to be out for two months due to ankle surgery. And then we have Malik Monk going um, and dealing with a pulled groin. He's going to be reevaluated within the next week. So you have three different guys that are injured. But the least that are really hurting the Lakers, non-surgery-wise, would be Malik Monk. Because a pull groin still stinks, but it's better than having months of surgery or weeks of surgery to have to rehab, get back into the swing of things. So that is really critical, and that's really important to see and to, obviously, uh, as a franchise, have to deal with. So... They're still very optimistic for THT to come back for the first few weeks, like somewhere around there, for the NBA season. Also, Malik Monk should be there for the opening night or in the opening week of the 75th anniversary of the NBA for the 17-time NBA Finals champions, uh, Los Angeles Lakers. So yeah, I will keep you guys posted on that. Remember, I did upload that to uh, but I, um, I'm pretty much going in a little more detail about it than what I did in the article, but still, um, moving on from that, because there's not much more to talk about there, our heavy news, our heavy stuff is going to be in the Ben Simmons news, and of course, when we have a wrap-up, but we're not there yet, but okay, so Lando Ball, we all heard of him. He made he-, he made waves, he made headlines, especially in Charlotte, North Carolina, where he was a part of the summer league, the summer league team of the Charlotte Hornets, their summer league team. As they're like, oh, are we gonna give him a are we gonna give him a contract? What's gonna happen here? He's making really good highlights, he's making really good moments out of his tiny little stint. His brother, LaMelo Ball, wanted him to join. There was always like this reality of having all three of the Ball brothers coming and playing on one team. They wanted to see that like mainly on the Shaw Hornets, the uh, Pelicans, but it's been a struggle for Landry Ball. He was undrafted in the 2018 NBA draft, if I'm not mistaken. I'm actually going to look that up right now. But overall, you know that he's just been trying to battle it through in the G League. He's been trying to battle it out in team practices when he's invited. He was a Detroit Piston for a day until they released him. And yeah, I was correct, the 2018 NBA draft, um, where Luka Doncic, Trey Young, DeAndre Ayn, and all those different guys went in that draft class. But yeah, so he's going to be signing a contract with the uh, G League, and he's hoping to get drafted by someone. In, by some team in the G League's um, in, um, G League's draft, right? It's coming up on the 23rd of October. I hope, I wish him the best of luck. I hope that he's able to 
get an NBA contract. Because I think I don't know if he's worth it or not. I like to say that he's worth it. But, but here's the thing. I would love to see him get onto an NBA contract. Here's why. Let's see if he can prove himself. Let's see if he can play five to seven minutes per uh, five to seven minutes per game. Let's see if he can put up a few points. Let's see his physicality. Let's see his athleticism. Let's see all the hype that he came out of um, UCLA with, out of um, Chino Hills, Chino Hills, California with, and their team. Now I'm thinking about, I don't know if it was UCLA or not. I think it was more Chino Hills when they had all three ball brothers. But when you see Lamel putting up 92 points in that one game, that's crazy. That tells you something. That tells you all you need to know, right? But yeah, that, I want to give him a shot. I can't say whether he's good or not. I watched the highlights in those uh, games that he played in prior to the NBA, prior to stopping in the 2018 NBA draft, going undrafted, of course. I bet I wish him the best of luck. I think his future is going to be bright. If we had to pose a question, who would get an NBA contract first, Andrew Ball or Isaiah Thomas? Who knows? Who knows? Who would get an NBA contract first? That that would be um, that would be really really uh, interesting because. Ball has been passed up several times. As I mentioned, Detroit Pistons for a day. He's coming and now. Summer League teams, ride G League. He's trying again. He's signing a contract. He's getting ready. Then, of course, we see that on the other side, on the flip side, we see IT Isaiah Thomas, former Boston Celtic, former Pelican, former many teams, right? He's been trying to make it. If it Rajon Rondo took his uh he took his spot on the Lakers, the Warriors passed up it. I see him for Quinn and Cook or whoever they signed. Right, I can't remember, but either way, it was still pretty depressing. Right, just to see that for it because I think it's got a lot left in the gas. In those pro am games, he was great, especially watching those highlights. Scoring eighty one points is a tough, tough thing to do. Especially when you have guys competing for, hopefully, for coverage in the media. Hopefully to get wins. Hopefully to showcase their talents, their skills, and just what they've been working on. And just their overall skill set and technique, right? Just pretty much showcasing themselves off. So I wish I wish the best luck to both men. If I had to pose a question, I'm like, who would get... Who would get an NBA job first? Would it be IT or Ball? Well, um, I would actually have to say Isaiah Thomas. Because Isaiah Thomas has been there, done that in the NBA. Like, he's proven. At least once proven in the NBA. Like, they know his worth in the NBA. They know what he's about in the NBA. Not so much from Leangelo. Not so much at all, and that could be a really huge factor when trying to compare, compare and contrast on who would go first. Now, obviously, they have two different skill sets, but still, when it all comes down to has more experience and who has been more worthy, who has more worth, who has more playing time in the NBA, I would give IT the job before Leandro Ball, but that's going to be today's pull. 
as the Ben Simmons poll was yesterday. And today will be the poll we were just discussing, the question that we were just discussing. I wrote it down on my phone, on my notepad, to make sure that I don't mess it up to where I get the poll wrong or I just flat out forget about it. Because, real quick, has anybody ever felt like they've forgotten something and when they realize that they have, it's too late? I do that all the time. I do it all the time and I actually believe it's like one of the funniest things ever. I can't remember, I can't remember, like, when, like, Courtside Heat first opened, or Courtside Heat's first post, which was a Jeff Teague, uh, which was a Jeff Teague transaction featuring the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Atlanta Hawks, and I wrote it on a, I wrote it on a Wednesday, but I can't remember what I had for breakfast. I guess those, uh, I guess those, um, yeah, I guess those like superfoods. I guess really don't like boost my brain power because I can remember something like a year ago, but not for breakfast. But yeah, it's just weird. Like, I want to know if I'm the only person with that. And I know we're getting off topic, but just think about it. Like that. Like sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's frustrating. You're like, wow, what was I thinking? Like legit. Like what was I thinking? Like what was going with my mind? I can't remember what I had for breakfast, lunch, or dinner a week ago, a day ago, two days ago, but I can't remember something that happened in the past year that was pretty much irrelevant. No offense to Jeff Teague or the Timberwolves. Hey, the Hawks are now irrelevant, right? They're now interesting to fans and to myself, right? But I just thought that was interesting because I've always thought about that. I've always wanted to ask that question on the podcast. And many of you guys listening are relatable to that. Like, you're like, I know I'm forgetting something, but what exactly am I forgetting? Then when you realize it's just like too late, it's like if you have like a, a scheduled appointment, and because I do so, I do this all the time. Whatnot, if you have a scheduled appointment, or you have like one of those like times you have to be out or you have to do something, you forget about, it and you're like, oh, I just missed her. Oh, it's a few minutes till. I did not prepare for that, and you're just going a cool turkey. I've done that a lot. Trust me, I have. But yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy indeed. I just want, I just want to know if I'm if it's just me or if more people like deal with that. Cause even my family and whatnot, my mom, my dad, my sister all deal with it too. I just think it's like a common human humanality thing, like a common human trait. I think that I think that's pretty much what it is. Because I just find it funny. I just find it more funny than anything, right? Because it's like, how can I remember what I had done a year ago and then what I had to eat? I can't remember what I had to eat. And I can remember for lunch because I like my lunch. I had pizza and whatnot. But for breakfast, I can't tell you what I had. And it, and it was like one of the greatest things I've ever had. Like, take yesterday's breakfast. I had a beautiful um, eggs, hash browns. And uh, those breakfast apple uh, things, I don't know like the proper terms, but my mom made it for the family and whatnot. It was really good. I can remember that. Trust me, I can remember that. But then ask me that question tomorrow, I can't tell you. I don't I don't know if I've slept. It would be really funny if I were done like a brain scan on me and like all of a sudden, I don't even know how that works, but it's like, oh, well, you know what? You have selective memory where you can remember something that's pretty much irrelevant. It's something that has to be relevant, but you for but you tend to forget about it. 
I'm pretty sure we're all with that with work, hobbies, school, uh, leisure activities, home, chores, pretty much anything. Uh, community stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. But getting back to the program, getting back to the podcast, I just thought that was interesting. Again, like, yeah, it's just crazy. I could legit talk about this for another 39 minutes. Not even kidding. And we're almost at the 30 minute mark. Well, four minutes. Probably three minutes about that. But that'd be like, wow, where's all the time going? We got other things we got to talk about. But real quick, now that we've taken a break, again, here's what I forgot to do. Talking about brains, talking about memory, talking about all that stuff. Bananas, I, I don't know. Um, food. Um, people, I, I don't know. But since we've taken a brain break, I've got to do something on my announcements page. And now is to talk about the membership. Like one of the most important things, one of the most important things I want to outline my podcast with, to start that, I'm like, let me just throw that away. So, now, without further ado, let's talk about the membership. We have the Elite membership, we have the Silver membership. I've covered that in yesterday's podcast. But, People tend to ask these, like, Q&A questions, tend to ask these, like, self-questions, these, like, self-answer questions, these self-pondering questions about what would this membership do for me? Because we can always apply it to the rule, and this can be, this can sound really stupid, but bear in mind with me about doing the seven, uh, the one-week challenge, the seven-day challenge. And it's a, and it's a rule where you wait out for a week, you wait out for a certain amount of days, typically a week, seven days, right? Where you see if you still want the product, you still want the service, you still want this item, whether physical or digital. If you still truly want it after a week to see if it was a fad or it was like really something you want. And with this membership, you can also apply the rule fit. But let me tell you this. Let's say you spend $8, $12 on something. Why? What do you think is going to be a great idea? You buy it, you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to get all this free stuff. I'm going to get these free perks, these benefits. I'm going to get all these coupons. I'm going to get all these different newsletters, all these different opt-in things that I never wanted because I fell into a little trap like at Marshall's when they say, oh, you can win $500 or have a chance in a giveaway for $500. If you put in your email number, no, we all know what you're doing. Now I'm getting spam, right? It's the same exact thing. You just don't want to do it. Like at one minute, at one minute, you think it's a good idea. Now you don't. Well, here's the thing. That's called, I believe, called impulse buying, where you feel like you really need it, but then with that product or service, you really don't. So wait a minute. What do you get? Typically in a membership, depending on who you're going for, depending on what kind of um, news you're getting, basketball, religion, politics, economic um, things, right? All these different genres, all these different like um, topics. You would buy that, right? Because you think it would be a good deal. But it turns out that it's not. It's like when I got the Wall Street Journal news- newspaper. That was impulsive. Like, that was just, like, reaction that I needed. That was just, that is weird. But, right, you get where I'm going with this. I hope you guys are. So, I'm getting to my point real quick. So, wait a minute. 
let's say you wait a week. Why do most memberships fall out with our people? It's true. It's a true question. Why do people start fleeing the ones that are charging $12, $8? Uh, hypothetical numbers, right? A, their content may not be as good. B, they may be too high. Or C, they just really stink at what they do. Well, or D, they're all of above. So, what's the difference between my membership, Courts of Heat's membership, and theirs? Most people don't care about what goes into their articles. Like, they want to make, because they're on a deadline, so they're just trying to get this pumped out fast. They want to make sure they can charge you high money for low quality information. Now, of course, heat, not court to heat's membership. This is not some sales pitch. Like, I don't want you to be sold. I don't want you to be convinced. I want you to be happy with your purchase. I don't want you to think that you have to be inclined to buy this. But with our membership, the elite membership is free for the first three days. The free, F R E E, for the first number free days. Then it's free dollars. Uh, number free dollars for each month but each week you will receive I'm um three dollars for each month I don't know if I said week or not but right but for each week you will receive one exclusive article to your email and on site two newsletters Friday morning and Sunday morning two coupons per newsletter which can be 50% or more off per coupon that's a heck of a score. Heck of a deal. You can't find anywhere online. Those will be personal coupons. Those are exclusive coupons. And of course, you get personal emails reminding you about our post-store. That's bang for your buck right there. That's good value. That's quality value. We don't charge you high amounts of money. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna sit across from my computer and talk to his microphone and say, this is gonna be the best. X amount of dollar investment that you ever make for a membership. I'm not going to say that because most people want to charge quadruple the amounts that we're selling our thing for and for low, low quality. It doesn't have to be that way. With Quartz Heat's Elite membership or Silver membership, that's only $2 a month, free for the first three days, right? We want to make sure that you get the best quality. So each week, we come out with exclusive articles from fantasy basketball. To all the drama with the vaccine, with Kyrie Irving, with Ben Simmons, with the latest NBA topics, with these funny topics, with these serious topics, with these back in time uh, topics, and the future topics. All these topics from the past, present, and future, we cover it. And we give you paragraphs upon paragraphs upon paragraphs of simplified information that allows you to see the NBA in a fan's perspective, in an expert's per uh, perspective. In a journalist perspective, we want to give you value. Value. We want to give you quality, and we want to do that by only having you to pay free bucks. Now that's a steal. That's a steal. Three dollars per month. That's nothing. That's like that's like going to Starbucks. You pay more for a Starbucks drink each. Like think about it. Three dollars for each month for quality stuff. For Starbucks, you have to pay, like, let's just say $8 for a drink. 
So, just doing that math, let's just say you only go to Starbucks once a month. You're paying more for Starbucks than my membership. You're paying more for, like, um, you're paying more for all these different places. All these different things. I can keep bringing up examples, but my mind's going into different places. Did my membership. Because I want to make sure you guys get benefit. Again, this isn't a sales pitch. I'm being real with you guys. I want you guys to get the best and quality information. The most reliable information. The most resourceful information. You can actually say, that's credible news. I'm not going to rip off money because somebody's trying to make more money and didn't care about their actual customers. I care about the customers. I care about the fans. That's why my Twitter header and headers everywhere says, for the fans, by the fans. I'm a fan. I know what it's like to get ripped off by, by a poor RAM membership. I'm not going to let that happen again. And I'm not going to do that under my own watch. I want to give you guys the best. That's why I encourage you guys. That's why I encourage you guys to get the membership. Because you get your first three days for free. And hey, if you come to me on the fourth day in the morning before your car gets charged, and you say I don't want, I don't want, I'm not doing it. Can I please do it before my uh, before the free dollars get deducted? I I want to. I want to make sure this is so. I want to make sure it's perfect for you guys. So first three days are free. You need a four four two. Go ahead. Just I would just try it. I would offer you guys to try it. Like it. There is no hidden fees. There's no hidden costs. There's no scams. There's no like leverage to this. This is straightforward. Great content, low, low amounts of money, barely any money, right? I say do it. It's going to be down in the show notes below. Go to courtsheat.com, click on join us on mobile and or desktop, or just go to the show notes and just click on that button. It will be the greatest investment you guys do for your sports and just for enjoyment, uh, just for enjoyment in general. Trust me, you guys won't be disappointed. And if you guys are disappointed, let us know how we can fix it. We're always here to make your experience better. And without further ado, thank you for listening to that. As I don't know if that was painful, like the SeaGeek commercials that are coming out over the air and on TV, right, for football games. I don't know. Those things make me uncomfortable as everything, right? But yeah, that's my Elite Membership. That's my silver membership. Try it. Give it a shot. If you don't like it on the third day, cancel it. Then it's perfect. And if you change your mind, we'll always welcome you back. Your logins will stay the same unless you want to change it. And boom, bada, bang, you'll be good. So without further ado, let's get back to the podcast. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about in such a short, short time. And I'm sorry if you're hearing this um. My mouth's cooking everywhere. You're gonna hear that for the next minute or so. Just um, just give me just give me a few minutes here. Just give me a few minutes. So Ben Simmons, before we before we jump into the Ben Simmons things, and a lot happened Monday night, Monday afternoon, Monday night. That time period exploded exponentially, enormously, because of how much was just being contained and all these different tweets. All these different source articles, different things like that. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I asked the pool question on Twitter um, yesterday afternoon. I'm like, 
Hey, Philly, do you want Ben Simmons back? 45.5% of you guys said yes. 9.1% of you guys said no. 27.3% of you guys said heck no. And then 18.2% of you guys said it will make my day. Wow. It's going to make your day. Okay. I want to clarify a few things about Ben Simmons real quick as I'm getting into this. But first, let's get through to the news. Let's get through every. So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna tell you guys. I'm gonna read you guys off the headlines that is happening right here, right now. So Ben Simmons was planning on holding out for a trade. However, he did not want to lose all of that money, as he already as he already lost a million dollars so far. So that's why he's had open mind to come back to Philadelphia to try to work something out. Because look. Losing a lot of money, losing millions upon millions of dollars, is really bad. And it's a really bad investment. I will give Simmons that. Then now, it has furthered that Simmons, that both sides, the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm sorry, the Philadelphia 76ers, and Ben Simmons and Rich Paul, his clutch sports agent, agent of LeBron James, right, all these different megastars, uh, or have been in talks about reunion in either looking for a trade or staying with the team. However, staying with the team does not mean he's going to come back to fill in and play a game. A, a one sort, a one, one league source closest to this switch situation saying, even if Simmons comes back to Philly, don't expect him to play a game. That would that make sense? They're probably meeting up. This is what Philly's probably telling them. They're like, you know what? We won't trade you yet unless you come in. We'll help you look for. We'll get you out of here. But you have to come in and see us. You have to stop ghosting us. You have to stop trying to just just try to flat out try to get your way by avoiding us at all cost. If we if we want to get this thing done. Meet us in the office. Meet in the front office. Because we'll be happy to trade you. You just have to come here. We'll try to accommodate both sides the best that we can. Because they want to try to trade for a player. In exchange for, Jerome, uh, for, for Ben Simmons, of course. They want to try to get another star to help Joel beat. Another one that will give the Philadelphia 76ers a push. Give that Philly organization a push. Which I 100% agree on. 100%. Um, support and whatnot because it, it's really interesting. So, I've always said Ben Simmons, his play is correctable. His attitude professionalism cannot be. There was different routes. There were different routes. And I know I've exploded on this man. I have pretty much buried him to the point of no return. However, I will say this. He's a good defender and a solid passer. The number one thing that kills him is his is his shooting abilities and his confidence. I see his confidence tanked a little bit because I think it's also humiliating. Say, so you know what? I can't shoot right now. I got I got like um I'm 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 I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm cold. I can't hit anything. It's like trying to have a sixty overall on two K. They hit a free pointer. Gonna be cold. No matter how many shots you take, you can take a hundred. Still going to miss. 
every single one. Even Shaq would be able to hit one out of a hundred. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. It's just so, 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 so crazy. But yeah, so for Ben Simmons is a solid passer. He's a solid defender. He's one of the top players defensively. That's all that's saving his career. Could he have a future with the right head coach, with the right team? Sure. Was I a little too judgmental on him? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not going to go as far to say that. I'm not going to go as far to say that at all. But I will say this. Ben Simmons got the money. Ben Simmons did everything he could to get that money. But maybe, maybe it wasn't leaving his team high and dry. Because why am I changing my attitude all of a sudden? Well, I always talk about talking from different perspectives. And now... I've talked about it from different perspectives, but I didn't talk about this one. And that's what my father and I were talking about. And this was very valid, what he was, um, what my father was bringing up. And it, I, I agree with it. As much as I hate Ben Simmons, I have to agree with it. Ben Simmons is talented. He's 6'10", 6'11", somewhere around there. He's a point guard. He's a guard. He's 25 years old. Just imagine that. Just think about that real quick. He's a great defender. His wingspan's huge. It's seven plus feet tall. It's he's he's an interesting player. He's got great basketball skills defensively and passing wise. When you're averaging fourteen six and six or some whatever he's averaging, it's pretty high numbers, right? That means something. Maybe he's given all he's got. Maybe shooting's not his thing. He's just like, I can't do it. Especially against the Hawks. I'm dying over here. I'm dying over here. I'm not going to shoot it. I'm not going to shoot it. I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do all that I can defensively. All that I can on the rebounding. All I can on the pick and roll motions. All I can on the transition basket uh, baskets. All on easy points, all on everything. I just can't shoot it. I have the yips. I'm not feeling it. I'm I'm just not comfortable. And that's not that's something I did not express before. That's something that I did not um really consider before. And that is something that I did fail to recognize. Maybe it's Doc Rivers. If Doc Rivers is so great, maybe he should change. Now, Doc Rivers has always been uh, supportive of him, right? I'm not going to dispute of that, right? He always wants to have uh, Ben Simmons. But it's also, we don't know both sides of it. Rich Paul has connections to LeBron James because Rich Paul is his agent. So you know what that's telling me? LeBron James could be laying a few messages. These guys could be corresponding. But Ben Simmons, the only thing that's holding him on to the league is his talent and skills of passing and rebounding. And, oh, I'm sorry, and defending. Those are the free sinks. Those are the top free sinks. We can get more specific with defending, but being a 6'11 guy, having huge wingspan, 25 years old, not even his prime yet, there's teams that are going to want him. There's teams that are going to want for sure. Is he worth all those assets? Is he worth all those draft picks, all that cash, all those players? 
In my opinion, no. But we gotta remember, this was a part of his big plan. This was exactly what we sh that we were falling into. So, he creates this huge uproar. He attacks the fans. He attacks his own team. He attacks everything. He runs away. He tries to do this. He flips the script. He changes motives and motivations and desires and everything like that. Why? He got the national media's attention. He's got the NBA's attention. He's getting the fans' attention. He's getting everyone. Why? Why would that be such a big deal? Here's why. You ready? It's because he knows that it works. Many guys in the NBA, NFL, MLB, soccer, FIFA, t uh, tennis, volleyball. Maybe okay. Maybe not volleyball. Maybe not tennis. But NFL, NBA. I'm gonna stick with those two. Guys have created so much drama where they're able to get out. Antonio Brown created a lot of drama. That was a lot of self self-inflicted stuff. That was self-induced right there. Did he want out of Oakland? Probably. Right? You see it with different guys like that. Uh, you see guys that are just forcing their way out of it. You see guys that are sitting out. You see guys that just don't want to do it anymore. That's like, you know what? I'll see you later. I am done. And maybe that's what Ben Simmons is doing. He's gathered everyone. He's bringing it all together. Now, he's gotten the league's attention. He's like, oh yeah, my draft stock, my trade stock's going down, fine. My value's going down, fine. I'm going to ramp this up to a 100, to a level 100, and we're really going to get feisty. We're really going to get crazy with it. And look how many teams are offering multiple first-round draft picks. All these different players. I don't know, he's in, the, he's in, my, in my top 20 in the defensive category. I just don't know about top 15. He's not a top 15 player. There's likable attributes to him. I've always said it. I've always said it. In a, in a negative or positive connotation of how I'm speaking with my tone. His play, his shooting, his poor areas are correctable. His attitude toward the situation is not. That's why I got the most frustrated with him. That's why I'm always the most frustrated with him. Because I believe, even though you're a millionaire, and this is a player-ran league, and that's been evident for the past 20 years, the past few decades. Now, wait a minute. Now, just wait a minute. That doesn't mean that you can't be held to professionalism. Just because you're a millionaire, just because it's a player-ran league, just because you hold the deck of cards doesn't mean you have to be a jerk about it. You still hold professionalism. You still hold professionalism. Now, I'm pretty sure which Rich Paul's getting to this and like, can't hold out. Can't hold out, buddy. You can't hold out. Crying out, you can't hold out. You can't lose all that money. That would be really bad investing. So what you gotta do, you got to try to change your mindset. You gotta change your ways. Try to lure the Philadelphia 76ers to be more open to trading you faster. Maybe before the season begins. Maybe in the first week. Maybe right on when the season begins. Right? Who knows? All I know is that this is going to be very, very interesting when this all plays out. But this is his grand idea. This is his big move. 
This was to create drama. This was to get the league's attention. He did. And now since he has the league by the throat and he's like, okay, my turn, he's now going to get his way. As much as I hate to say that, I believe the Philadelphia 76ers, majority of the time I'm in favor of the player, but this time I'm in favor of the team. I'm just listening to you the pros and cons of who he is. I've, I've said he was never worth anything, yes. But, but I don't know, I don't know everything that NBA GM does. And here's the thing that I'm realizing. There's value, damn. He's not his prime yet. 6'11". Wingspan's ridiculous. Um, can play freakishly athletic defensively. You gotta have, you have to be able to guard around the perimeter. That's where the majority of the shots are coming in from. The paint's great, but the majority uh, majority of the shots coming from perimeter. Cover perimeter, you kill a team. So that's when you stab them, and like you, that's when you stab them uh, in like their strong and like their weak spots, which may be the paint. But you take away their strong spots, and you start chipping away um, their, their weak spots, their strong spots, just to decimate them. So, I believe Ben Simmons is going to be traded. But it has to be for the right piece. I'm in favor of the team. I'll always be in favor of the team. I'm not in favor of Ben Simmons. I don't like the approach he's taking. But there are favorable qual quality attributes about him. There are likable and sustainable attributes about him. That makes him a franchise or one of the key franchise players. He's there. What could a head coach? Well, who would be a good head coach? I could transform him. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. I don't know what else to say. I've teed off on him. I've listed pros and cons. In many podcast episodes, I've stated the pros and cons of this man. I've hated his attitude. I hate his professionalism. I don't think he's worth multiple first rounders. That includes that includes like picks, cast players. He ain't worth all that. But, he is worth something. And now, why do you think teams are lining up? So, when I'm reviewing the pros and cons again, and that's where we're at, he knows the severity. He knows the severity. He knew by holding out, it was just going to give it to the team and allow the team to be at just have money. Or not to pay him all that money. So, now they're figuring, okay. Well, let's see what else we can do because this is not working. So Simmons comes back. He goes back down the field. Gets his code test. They don't know that he's there. Now they're here. They're talking. I wouldn't be surprised in the next few days. They're like, we're trading him. This is where he's going to go. I can see that. So do I hate the fact that he's taking his route? Yes. Do I, do I fear the fact? I hate the fact that. The team could be getting robbed, yeah, but he is a top 20 defensive player. He is a top 20, he's a top 20, the top 30 NBA player. That's just a fact. But defensively, passing-wise, rebounding-wise, you can't teach height, and that just comes with skill and talents. That's just incredible. That's just incredible. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting how this all plays out. But if he gets traded, I'm not gonna be shocked. 
Again, I'm not going to be shocked. He could be traded, I wouldn't be shocked. He could be traded to a great team, I wouldn't be shocked. He could be traded to a poor team, I wouldn't be shocked. He could be traded to a mediocre team, and I wouldn't be shocked. It's just bad. It's just crazy. It just, just really, 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 really is crazy. And that's all I got on Ben Simmons right now. But that's his plan. That's where we're at. He could be coming back. He could be trying to rejoin his team. Not to lose out on money. Not to lose out on any fortunes, right? He's still trying to buff, uh, boost up his value. He's trying to get traded. He's trying to get out of there. He said he would never play in front of fans again. He said he would never want to play with Embiid again. He was hindering him. They would never want to play for Philly again. But now he could be made an exception for that. As I've always said, excuse me, as I've always said, money speaks, money talks, money commands conversations, money commands everything. And this is a job. And like the NFL, the NBA is all about making money. It's about bonding with your team, yes, creating great relationships and winning and championships and all that different stuff. But it's still business that revolves around money. And when money talks, and when there's implications with money, and then there's that you're not generating or you're, or you're starting to lose some of that contract money, it's not hitting your bank account, then you got problems. And that could be a real, real bad problem. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So yeah, real quick, um, that's all on Ben Simmons. But now I do want to talk about I do want to talk about this real quick. Um who saw who saw the mini movie trailer for um for the the mini movie trailer of game six because yesterday was the release was the one year anniversary of the Lakers winning the 2020 NBA Finals Championship. And with that being said, that actually was really, really cool. It was really, really cool seeing that video. It brought back some really painful memories because I was going for the heat. I was never really a big fan of the Lakers. I'm still not. But it was really cool to see that. They had some really good highlights. The video um, focuses on Game 6 NBA Finals the championship celebration afterwards and different things like that. It's really cool seeing it behind the scenes right there. And without further ado, I'll play it right here, right now for you guys and just listen to the 10 minute clip right now. Good afternoon, Laker fans, and welcome to game six of the NBA Finals. The Lakers have a chance to win their 17th NBA title. To do it, they're going to have to get past a Miami Heat team that has proven very resilient and led by Jimmy Butler. They've proven they won't make this easy. The Lakers are making a change to their starting lineup tonight. Dwight Howard is out. Alex Caruso is in as the Lakers decide to go small. It's only his third start this year and his first of the postseason. With Caruso starting at guard, Danny Green moves to forward. The Lakers come into this game with a playoff record of 15-5. The Heat right behind them at 14-6. 
the very first possession, attack, attack, attack all night. Attack your shot, attack rebounds, attack your drives, attack penetration, attack, 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 aggressive. From the very beginning, dog. Get them going right from the beginning. Come out of the stables flying. Alright? This is the moment in time to be great! The Lakers win. They win their 17th NBA World Championship, tying them with the Celtics for most ever in NBA history. If the Heat win, it ties the series at three, and we come back Tuesday night, six o'clock, for a game seven. One other roster note for Miami, Goran Dragic, who was their leading scorer in the playoffs before he got hurt, Dragic is active for this game tonight and can be put into the game by Spolstra if he so desires. Anthony Davis is going to jump it up against Bam Adebayo. 48 minutes for the title if you're Los Angeles. James Caper is going to throw it up. AD controls the opening tip, and we are underway in Orlando. Here's Adebayo, hands it to Duncan Robinson. He throws it into the key, and Caruso steals it. Caruso ahead to LeBron. LeBron on a breakaway slam dunk with the tomahawk, and the Lakers lead 4-2. Here is Butler, bounce pass, Crowder, give it out of bio, blocked by Caruso, taken out of the air by LeBron, spectacular block by Caruso. Here's LeBron dribbling right to the front of the rim, powers up and in. 6-2 Lakers, give credit to Caruso for the block and for LeBron leading the fast break. Runner in the lane, no good, rebound LeBron. Here come the Lakers on a three on three. LeBron down the middle, behind his back, spin to the rim, left hand layup, good. Spectacular layup by LeBron, timeout Miami. AD comes out and sets a pick for him. Lakers have five to shoot. KCP open for three on the right corner. No good. Rebound. Anthony Davis powers in and dunks it. He beat three different Heat players to that rebound and then dunked on top of all three of them. Four in the game for AD and the Lakers lead by three. Here's Rondo dribbling left. Down the middle, all the way. Runs out of room. Kicks it to LeBron. LeBron flying to the rim. Throws it up. AD catches it and puts it in. That was a, a, a pass off the backboard by LeBron. Brilliant. Rondo for three. Got it. Wow. Playoff Rondo has arrived. Rajon Rondo scores five straight Laker points. He's got nine in the game. He's the leading scorer for the Lakers. And the Lakers lead by ten. LeBron's got the ball guarded by Adebayo. LeBron fakes a shot. Now dribbles past Adebayo. Got to the rim, lays it up and in. Timeout Miami, and the Lakers are controlling game six. Los Angeles 35, Miami 23. Here's LeBron dribbling into the front court. LeBron moving left, give it to Danny Green. Green whips it to Markeith Morris. Three-pointer by Morris. Good. And the Lakers up by 13, 38-25. to 25. That's their biggest lead of the game. Rondo's got it. Rondo dribbling into the front court. Rondo crossover, got to the rim, throws it up and in. Timeout with the Lakers up by 15. Here's Rondo dribbling one-on-one -on -one against Jimmy Butler at the top of the key. Rondo moving left. Dribbling on the left baseline. Can't seem to find anybody open, so he takes it right down the middle. 360 left hand, spinning in. Rondo six for six. And the Lakers lead 44 to 27. Out of bio, hand the ball to Kendrick Nunn. Nunn down the middle all the way. Anthony Davis blocks it. Grabbed by Caruso, ahead to LeBron. LeBron down the middle. LeBron still dribbling. 
LeBron, shovel pass, KCP, flying at the rim, foul, count of it goes and it goes. Contavious Caldwell-Pope puts the Lakers up 16 and can make it a 17-point lead if he makes this free throw. And now the Lakers have the ball underneath the basket. They bring in Anthony Davis. He dunks it in a foul. It's all going the Lakers' way now. L.A. by 20. Anthony Davis has 15 points, and he's going to the free throw line to extend the lead to 21. Rebound LeBron. Brings it out of the backcourt. LeBron, bounce pass. Caruso to the rim. Lays it up and in. The Lakers are putting a number on the heat. They now lead by 24. Rondo dribbling one-on-one against Duncan Robinson. They can score here. They got a chance to extend this to 30 points. Here is Rondo down the middle. Give it to KCP for three. Got it. How about one more stop in the basket just so they can get to 30? 17-4 run. Here is LeBron dribbling. Gets it to KCP. There's your three, Michael. There it is. 30-point lead for the Lakers. 64-34. Here's Anthony Davis on the baseline. Give it to Danny Green for three. Green's three is perfect. And the Lakers now go up by 32 points with 9.25 to go in the third. LeBron with the rebound, hands it to Rondo. Rondo length of the court pass to AD. To a cutting Kuz who lays it up and in. Everything working for the Lakers. LeBron thinking about a three. He's being guarded by Adebayo. LeBron dribbling, pulls up, two-pointer, good. Timeout Miami. LeBron now has 17 points, 11 rebounds, and 7 assists. And the Lakers lead by 33. Here's LeBron with the ball on the right wing. Kicks it back to Rondo. Three-pointer by Rondo. Good again. Rondo is now 7 of 8. He has 16 points. He's 2 of 3 from 3. LeBron with a thunder dunk, and he's fouled. So that's LeBron's exclamation point. Up 32 with two minutes to go in the third quarter. Here is LeBron with it at the top of the key. LeBron, left side, Rondo for three. What a night for Rajon Rondo as he hits again. Eight of nine, 19 points for Rajon Rondo in just 21 minutes. Danny Green's got it on the left wing, decides to shoot a three, and he buried it, so make it 25. Here's LeBron at the top of the key with the ball. Jimmy Butler on him. LeBron breaks loose, 20-footer, good. And he's just pouring it on now. 26 in the game for LeBron. Quinn Cook will dribble it across half court. It is over in Orlando. In a year we all thought we wanted to forget. The Lakers give us something to remember forever. Their 17th NBA championship. The Lakers are the world champions.
whole calendar year plus. A whole calendar year plus. A whole calendar year plus. Hey, I'm, hey, by the way, I'm actually won my fourth title in my 18th season if you really want to be technical. Hey, I'm saying, no, I like 17. I like the 17. You know what I'm saying? I like the, uh, man, this is what we came here to do. Like Wait, this. Wait, worth the 12 worth. So, uh, worth everything. Where's the goggles? Let me hold up. Hold up. Hold on, hold on, hold That, like I said before, that 10-minute clip was really cool. Close to like 11 minutes, like 10, 40, 10 minutes and 45 seconds, right? But yeah, this was this was made by the Lakers. They post this on social media, YouTube, all those different places. Um, this was a mini movie looking at their game six win and the championship celebration afterwards because they earned it and they worked very, very hard for that. During COVID, during the NBA bubble, during all the society issues and all the different um, climate issues, right? Not talking about the weather. No, 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 no. No one gets excited. Climate and like the political atmosphere, the society atmosphere. But no one gets excited about climate change. Trust me. Um, we're not going to talk about that. Trust me. We're talking about something that's real here. <laughs> because... It was really, really cool. It was really, really cool. I liked seeing that trailer. I really, really did. Or not trailer. I liked seeing that mini-movie. I always liked those mini-movies. I wanted to share this 10-minute, 45-second clip, give or take, for you guys. Because I saw it was pretty cool. The mini-movie was awesome. I love mini-movies. I saw that even though I couldn't do it yesterday because when the podcast came out, five hours later, seven hours later, somewhere around there, that's when the mini-movie comes out, but even though it's the day afterwards, I wanted to share this celebration video that the Los Angeles Lakers made and posted to all their social media accounts, to their YouTube accounts and whatnot. So yeah, so now, um, covering everything else, we covered everything else, now, let's get to the final thing, the wrap-up. And now the wrap up would just be games to watch the, the number one game to watch out for. Well, today's games are only two. That the first one would be the Lakers, uh, Lakers Warriors. The other one, if I could pull this up swiftly, would be Raptors Wizards. I'm in no interest of the Wizards or Raptors. And I may or may my pick and lost on the Raptors when they faced the Rockets, right? But now it's it's Warriors at the Los Angeles Lakers. Going to say Warriors at Los Angeles. It's going to be really, really good. Watch eyes. I don't know if Stephen Curry's playing. I don't know. All I know is that this is going to be really cool to see because Warriors-Lakers were NBA playing tournament matchup where the Lakers got the better of them. Right now, 
They already met on Friday, October 8th, so they're meeting again for a matchup. The Warriors are free, no Lakers are 0-3. It's been disappointing, to say the least, but you know what? That's okay, because it is just preseason, right? But still, it's going to be awesome to see that. I'm actually going to be taking the um, the Warriors over over the Lakers about a hundred, hundred twenty to like a hundred, like hundred twenty to hundred and twelve. It's gonna be similar. It's gonna be similar to the last game, which ended at one twenty one, one fourteen. Warriors Lakers. That's how I'm feeling it. That's how I think things are gonna play out. Warriors are gonna be over the Lakers again to finish out their preseason rivalry. Yeah, this had this these two teams have a lot of history. Stephen Curry, LeBron James has a lot of history. These two teams in general have a lot of history, especially um, uh, Draymond Green, Stephen Curry. Uh, I don't think I don't say Clay Thompson's playing. I don't know, but we got a lot of good players there. I wanted to put that. That's my wrap up, and that's where we'll be at. And without further ado, that is going to be wrapping up this podcast episode today. I'm going to get the poll out later out today, like around the afternoon, around 11, 12, 1, somewhere around there. Whenever I can whenever I can remember about it, right, it's in my notepad right here. So we're all good there. And yeah, so without further ado, and I know I say that phrase a lot, but without further ado, let's close this out. Let's let the beat drop, and let's just have the music, the, in, the outro music, just play for about the next five to six seconds. And I'll see you guys again Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. sharp, won't be late. And until then, I just can't wait for the NBA pre, uh, preseason to be over for the regular season. We have about a week to go until that. I will be watching that first game, or hopefully will, as we're just getting ready. Um, another fantasy basketball article to come out tomorrow, hopefully. Tomorrow or t- uh, today or tomorrow. That's what I'm hoping. Either way, let's have the outro music uh, plays out. Remember, I am a huge fan of the Phoenix Suns, and we're going back to postseason. Without further ado, let's have the beat drop now. Yeah.